Welcome to the Fan Engagement Podcast by Genius Sports. I'm your host, Megan Kane. We'll chat with leaders from leagues, brands, teams, and broadcasters about different ways to engage fans and grow your organization. Rob Johnson heads digital and content for The 100, the English cricket board's exciting and abbreviated format that aims to bring new audiences to a historic sport. Join us. Well, good morning, Rob. How are you? Where are you? Hello. Hi, Megan. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. I am in a tiny little village um, in England, just outside um, Oxford, which most people will have heard of Oxford. So um, I've been... It's actually afternoon for me. I've actually been to London today and come back. So I'm back at home just outside Oxford. Ooh, traveling today. Okay. Long day for you. Yeah, well, kind of. I left I left pretty early. <laughs> fair enough. Hey, fair enough. Well, I just want to get right into it because I think the 100 is, I was racking my brain this morning. I'm like, are there any other sports that are doing something similar to this? And I don't really know if there is. Start me off. Tell me exactly what the 100 is and what's What's the vision behind it? For someone who's coming to the 100 for the first time, it's it's a, a game of cricket, but it's a really simple, easy to understand, accessible format of the game. So each team of 11 players has 100 balls each, and the team that scores the most runs wins a game. So it's, it's a really simple concept. It's kind of, we've distilled um, what can be quite a complex, complicated um, sport into, into a really... Um, kind of accessible accessible format and um, your, your game will last probably just just less than three hours um, and we yeah we <laughs> we've tried to make the game kind of fun simple accessible um, we have we have eight teams based around the UK so seven different cities um, six in England and one in in Wales um, and our eight teams each have two squads so a women's squad and a men's squad. So one team, two squads. So 16 squads in total and, and kind of two two competitions which run side by side. So if you come to the 100 um, to a game in London, you'll see you'll see two two games of cricket, one with the women, one with the men. Okay, that's, that's an interesting concept. So whenever you're coming to a 100 match, are you essentially signing up for six hours, a full day worth of, of cricket because you're seeing both matches kind of back to back? Well, it kind of depends on your perspective. And and one of the things we wanted to do with the 100 was appeal to a new a new audience and, and kind of throw, we talked about throwing the doors open of cricket to, to new new audiences. It's up to them. They can come for the first game or they can, they can kind of come along a little bit later. I know when I attended games with my with my two little girls, they probably can't stick it all out for, for six hours. So you kind of maybe turn up a bit late and uh, and, and watch the watch the, the second half of, of the first game and maybe some of the second game or, or you come for the first game or you come for the second game. It's up to you, really. But you don't have to be there for absolutely all of it. And um, we feel like it's 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 something that is quite unique um, in, in sport in this country. We're... Um, we're really excited. We've only we've only had two seasons so far. The third season's coming up this summer, so um, it's been great and and kind of excited to see where it, where it heads this year. So, what have you seen in those two seasons um, that makes you optimistic about the third season? And you know, what kind of growth and engagement have you seen from the fans that you've brought in? Last year, over five hundred thousand people came to the games. Okay, which is which is a great number to be able to to talk about and 
the exciting thing for me is is that odd audience piece and i've i've worked in cricket a very long time and i've i've been involved in cricket as a as a kind of fan and a, a sort of recreational player since i was a little little lad so to see um the kind of crowds that we saw coming in to the stadiums last year lots of families lots of diversity lots of lots of young people it was really refreshing and it's something that um i think all sports are looking for is that next generation of fans and that um that growth opportunity and and the hundreds demonstrating that that that's delivered so um we think that's that's only the start and kind of hoping that we see more and more of that and more new people coming to our our stadiums next year um it's been it's been great fun and we like I said, we, we would have been in year three, but we had the pandemic. I don't know if you noticed. And that meant that we had to um, we had to abandon our first our first season, which was really tough. Um, so we sold lots of tickets ahead of what was going to be the, the inaugural season in 2020. We had to give all those tickets back and then we had to come right full circle and, and go again in, in 2021. So we had um, we had a great year in 2021 and then and then kind of backed it up last year. So um it's um yeah, it's all about that audience piece, I think, really. And seeing seeing new people come in through the gates is is fantastic. When you've got those new people coming in through the gates, like how how do you find out who they are? Like how do you get the data on them and find out what they want and what they need from the cricket that they're engaging with? How do you turn them into, you know, the fans that you can get engaged with outside of the actual venue? A big part of my role, I guess, is to is to think about that. And and something we're really fortunate um to have is is kind of we we manage the we manage the digital um kind of ecosystem for the whole competition at the moment so that's the 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 master brand of the hundred all of the channels that are associated with that so that's the website where you come and buy your tickets it's the it's the the kind of companion app that you would use to to activate those tickets and come in and out of the ground or to play some some games or to get involved and, and, and engage with the action and, and watch clips and watch highlights and do all the great stuff that, that fans like to do uh, on their phones in the, in the ground. And we manage all of the, all of the, the kind of team architecture as well that sits beneath that. So the eight teams that I mentioned, we kind of set those up from, from nothing. So we have the, we have the master brand and we have everything that sits underneath it. And that means that we're in a we're in a really kind of um, useful position that we can we can learn about the fans, we can um, consolidate that data piece and understand where um, where our fans are coming from and and hopefully communicate well to them, give them a great experience and and get them back next year. So it's um it's a really um, it's a really exciting project from that perspective actually because because we we've got that element of um, of kind of visibility of, of who the fans are. So how have you used the data that you've gotten from the first two seasons of fans to kind of inform your engagement strategy for this upcoming third season? I'm going to go back to this kind of audience topic in terms of understanding who is coming and, and have they come to cricket before? And what we're learning is that um, a good percentage of, of those guys that are coming through the gates aren't coming to other forms of cricket and cricket's blessed with lots of different forms of, of the game and, and we've kind of got a portfolio um, of different products some that last five days and, and some that are much shorter like the hundred and and kind of everything in between so the great thing that we're seeing is that new people are are coming for the first time and that's proof of of you know 
concept really for from our perspective and it's about not just um doing that in one stadia it, it's it's a doing it all around the, all around our, our eight venues and um you know you'll see some some kind of um some differences in terms of demographics in different cities around around the uk and it's really fascinating to then see how we map against that and how um, how we're bringing in that that kind of diversity. We're seeing more families. We're seeing more female fans, and that's something that can only help us grow the game because we've got we've got some really committed fans who love cricket and and kind of always will. We don't want them to go away, but we just want to grow the fan base and and, and add to the fan base. And um, and I think so far so good. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a lot of success, particularly around building an audience around the women's side of the game. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think that that's, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's just, it's always great to see growth in women's sports, um, especially ones that have been traditionally male dominated. Yeah, look, we, we're, we're really proud of what we've done with, um, with our women's competition. And 2022, we broke a whole heap of records in terms of attendance records. So um, in terms of the total attendance for the for the women's competition, that's 271,000 people. That is that is breaking records at every ground. And it was great. It was great last year to to be kind of on the on the move, going from game to game to game. And it was like a sort of same sort of time of day every every game. It seemed like we'd broken the local record for the most people coming to a to a game to watch women's cricket. And I grew up um, watching women's cricket. My sister played um, at kind of a reasonable level of women's cricket growing up. And the transformation of what that game looks like today with professionalization and some quite, quite um, lucrative contracts now um, around the world in, in different leagues, to see the, the, the talent, the, um, the appetite from the fans and to see the quality of the cricket is just is just sensational. So I've I've got a real kind of deep affinity with the women's game, having having kind of grown up with it. And and in my earlier part of my career, working quite closely with with the administration of the women's game. So to see where we've got to at this moment in time, so exciting. And, and it's just the start. So um, what we what we love about the hundred is, is that this is kind of um, Putting people in a in a position of um, equal prominence, I suppose, in terms of any of the marketing you see, any of our social channels, anything you'll see on our website or our app, you will you will only ever see men and women together. You won't see this kind of um, divergence of men's players over here and women's players over there. You'll only ever see, like I said, one team, two squads, and that's and that's fantastic. And and I think a lot of other sports are now taking a look at that. Even other kind of parts of cricket are taking a look at that and thinking, hey, that that's that's the way forward. And and it's really cool. We opened the first game of the 100 in 2021. The first game ever was a standalone women's game. And there was a lot of kind of anticipation for our first, our first ever game and lots of um, intrigue as to what the format was going to be like and, and was it going to work and, and all these things. And the first game was... Um, at the at the Keir Oval in South London, and it was an absolute thriller. Loads of fans, loads of viewers on TV, and um, it really just ignited what was a, a fantastic first first season. And um, and it was a great statement piece from us to be able to to confidently put put the women's game out there up front and say, right, here you go. This is this is what we're all about. And um, and we don't normally do single games. Like that was a bit of a bit of a one off. 
But uh, like I said, every time you'll come to a game now, you'll see you'll see the the women's game first, and um, some people might come for the women's game and then go home, and that's okay too. Like you know, it's um, I certainly did that at one one occasion last year when I took my girls to watch, and it's it's just so cool to see these amazing role models, and for me to take my my two girls who are nearly four and seven, and to see to see them kind of watching um, some really really high quality cricket um it, it kind of it, it washes over them that they're female or that they're male it's just high quality you know entertainment so um it's it's a really cool place to be if you could go back and tell yourself you know 20 years ago when you're starting your career in cricket that the hundred would now be a thing would you believe it would you would you think that that was a thing <laughs> well it's a good question i i've said a couple of times um I think I think the hundred is the most kind of disruptive, uh, innovative, exciting thing to hit English cricket in in a generation. Certainly in in my time in um, in cricket. And I started in two thousand and four, and just before that, the year before that, two thousand and three, was when the first kind of short form cricket was was um, was launched in terms of T Twenty cricket. And I think. You've, you've kind of, you know, the whole world has moved on so far. So when I when I joined the organization in 2004, that predates so much that's now absolutely kind of commonplace. You know, it predates the iPhone by some distance. It predates Twitter. It predates YouTube and, and Instagram and, and Facebook. And to think now, like, you know, the job I'm in now wasn't really a job in 2004. So, um I guess it's been, if you were to pitch this to me age 23 or whatever, I probably wouldn't have kind of quite grasped what the world would have looked like in, in 2023. So um, as I kind of, a, I'm, I'm into my 20th season working in cricket, it's unrecognisable in every respect um, what we do now. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I don't know what I'd have thought if you'd have, if you'd have kind of suggested that back way back when but um at that time i was just i was just so excited to be involved in elite level cricket and elite level sport and and to see see how it's developed um is fascinating i did do a secondment in the middle of my kind of time where i went out to india and worked on the indian premier league which is a is an incredible entity and as a as a sport something something changed when the ipl happened and it, it's you know it, it really did rip up the the kind of landscape of cricket and um that changed that changed a lot of things about the game which which are uh, are now moving really fast and and you you start to see the way that the game game's evolving and developing and it's so cool that we've got the 100 um in the UK as our kind of um our premier product for 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 short form cricket it's um yeah it it was necessary and i think it's 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 here to stay and I think it's awesome that you guys have brought in new fans, but along with those new fans come new sponsors. Like you guys have attracted, you were originally attracting sponsors that kind of aligned with what the fan base was, which was, you know, older men. And then now you're attracting more new and dynamic sponsors. Can you speak to that a little bit? I, I Yeah, I absolutely can. I mean, it's... um. I think it's testament to the success of, of the brand that we launched that we started two or three years ago with, with a blank 
a blank canvas. We had no commercial partners at all. Um, and cricket historically had done some really good deals, but often in the kind of um, serious world of financial services and insurance and, and that kind of thing. Um, what we found very quickly was that, that we were able to align our, our brand and our product with other relevant products that, that kind of, there was, a, there was a value exchange in each, in each direction. So FMCG brands wanted to work with us. So we've got a big deal with, um, with KP Snacks, for example. And that means we get so much reach into households across, across the nation. Um, we've got a really cool partnership with New Era who make our headwear. And that took us into, a, a again, a retail space that we didn't naturally, cricket didn't naturally sit there. So it's taken us into, into, into new, new places in, in that kind of world. Um, Robinson's, the, the fruit juice drink, are a partner that joined us last year. And we did some really fun content um, with them. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I was going to say it's refreshing, which was a bit of a probably a pun with the, the Robinsons, but it's great to actually see these different brands aligning, aligning with us and wanting to, you know, knock on our door and, and get involved. It's, um, it's been, a, I think, proof of concept, you know, very quickly. Um, they, they want to associate with 100 and, and it's great for us. What does that mean for, you know, kind of your, your database? Like how, how has that grown with these new fans, this new reach? Um, how, what, what has that meant for, well, your, for your numbers it's, on the back it's end? absolutely vital. Um, we, we know as a game, we need to, we need to grow and grow and grow our, our numbers, our data. And the hundred is, is part of a, a kind of a bigger, a bigger approach to doing that, I suppose. Um, and, and other parts of the game were are driving that as well. So it's a, it's a kind of ourselves as the, as, as the ECB and the governing body are, are, are really challenging ourselves to, to grow that, grow that data. Um, but the hundreds are really a really successful part of, of, of how we're doing that. And I think the brands that we work with, um, they, I guess, in terms of the, the kind of the, the top of the funnel, they get us out there. They get they get us recognized. People want to know about the hundred. They come, they sign up, they, they, they get on our get on our radar and then we can work with them. And, and through, we've got a brilliant CRM team who. Um, who do a great job of, of looking after looking after those customers or potential customers when when we uh, when we when we meet them? I hear you guys have a twenty ball predictor um, that you work on with Genius. Um, how has it supported you all's fan engagement strategy? It's been great, and I think it's probably worth winding back the clock to to where we started and. One of the big challenges we had ahead of our first, after our abandoned year, our first actual year, was we didn't know whether people were actually going to be allowed to attend the matches because of the, because of the pandemic, because of COVID. And the UK actually had what was kind of called the Freedom Day when everything was reopened. It was only 48 hours before that first game that I mentioned, the first, the first game of the whole thing. So until very late on, we didn't know whether... The first experience people had of the hundred was going to be watching at home and playing with their phone, or whether they were going to be in in venue. So there was um, an expectation on on us to develop digital um, products that would would kind of provide fans with a with a, a secondary experience that would would I guess 
if we if we were in that position where people couldn't attend, there'd be that little bit more for them to play with. And and that got us into a really good space because it, it, it pushed us quite hard in terms of making making some good decisions around around our product architecture. And the 20 ball predictor is um is again it's a simple game right so you have um you have 20 balls and you make some and and we we set what the what the kind of what the predictions are um and a fan and it doesn't matter whether that fan is in the stadium or wherever they want to be they can they can play along they can make their predictions they set their set their predictions and then and then we see what happens and it's been really fun and we made some iterative changes from 2021 into 2022. Again, going back to that, not wanting to kind of expect too much of the fans, wanting to keep it really accessible, keep it really simple. Um, so we moved from a model of kind of fans needing to win by playing every single time to, hey, you can just play when you want and still stand a chance of winning the winning the main prize. And, and it, I think that was a really good move in terms of just lowering the, the barriers to entry. But um, it's been a great opportunity for um, for our commercial partnerships team to, to badge it up and, and make it um, a, a kind of sponsored entity. So lots of value in that. And um, and it's been a really neat little game. We've, we've been really pleased with it. For sure. Oh, hey, I, I might be your next young person getting involved in cricket. So <laughs> sure. you've sold me. Um, well, sweet. That's all the questions that I have for you, Ram. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to hit on or anything you wanted to say? No, look, I, I'm I'm delighted to have been invited to come on, on your podcast, Megan. So thanks for thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, get yourself on an airplane and, and come and have a look for yourself. That wraps up today's episode of the Fan Engagement Podcast by Genius Sports. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, I'm Megan Kane.